Good afternoon. Welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. My name is Gerardo Munoz. This is your boy Kevin Adams. We are coming to you live and direct from Two Dope Studios somewhere in the city of Denver. Um, we have some guests in studio right now. <laughs> yes. Apparently, uh, the studio has become a storage a unit. A closet. It's a closet. There's a whole bunch of paintings in here. <laughs> a whole which bunch I, of art. I think it says something about how long it's been since we've been in studio. So uh, so we're just kicking back with our friends, with the, the cardboard boxes. boxes. They also, they moved our table out of here. They did move. They tried, they tried to table dismantle was gone. the whole studio. Chairs were like. gone. Like, we had to really, uh, we had to really uh, put put the room put, back put together. Back, back into it. Y'all yeah. don't know the hard work we're doing. You know the hard work. Y'all don't know our struggles. <laughs> That's right. The struggle is real, as the children say. Um, so it has been a good minute, it I has. think. It has been a good minute. A- April 3rd was the last time we recorded. <laughs> and, you know, I have to... Alright, so I, I, I give my boy Kev a hard time um, about, like, the short weeks that he works. Hey, I've been About I've been kicking working. back. <laughs> putting in that work because they won't let you take a day off right now. <laughs> I've got a lot <laughs> And, uh, but I gotta say, like, this long hiatus is, is because of me. Um, it's, it's been crazy. But it's not like you were just, uh, turn, turning up. No. Yeah, you, you, no. Were, like you weren't away from here was, for, no. for no reason. You were still working, right? I was still working, still on that grind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell, tell the audience what you were doing. What took us away? I mean, it's not really that exciting, um, like in the big picture, but, um, essentially. Humble, y'all. We, yeah. So I, I coach, I coach middle school soccer, uh, here at the school and um, we, you know, we get into the season and it's pretty consuming and uh, it just became really hard for us to like coordinate a time that we were both available. And then there were times that my own kid, you know, was like, well, I know you want to record, but I want to go I want to go home. And, you know, that's a hard thing to do. Shout out to all the children out there whose parents are teachers. Keep them at school. Because that is just you rough. You never get to leave But school. yeah, so my girls' soccer team, um, you know, uh, performed extremely well. We're a very young team going very into this young. season. Um, I think we had five eighth graders, and eighth graders are kind of the key to progressing. Yep, but, yep. Um, but the girls did extremely well. We unfortunately fell in semifinals. In an, in, a, in an extra time loss uh, to to a team that ultimately nearly won the title, but they weren't able to make it uh, happen. Um, but we finished pretty well. I mean, it was a good season, 9-1, and one, uh, 73 goals scored. And Ooh, 73. It was pretty... Uh, it was and a, two, hold on, y'all. Two allowed. Both in the same. 73 to two. And both in the same game. Um, so, but, uh, you know, proud of the girls bringing back uh, 10 of them next year. So, uh, awesome. so it's pretty good. That's but yeah, it's like coaching is interesting because I think, I think one of the places that we can see a lot of inequity playing out in our schools is on the playing field, right? The kids who have come from a position of privilege where they've been able to play in private competitive leagues and when they've had a high level of competition since they started playing and a high level of technical training since they've started playing like those are the kids that dominate this league and uh and then all the a lot of the other kids are playing the game in an organized context for the first time yeah so it's really tough and i was fortunate enough to have a lot of experienced girls but i will say that i had a super diverse team yeah you did. Uh, you most did. most of these teams are all one background um and the teams that go to the final tend to be one. majority white, yeah. like vast majority, yeah. uh, meaning that one of those girls might have had a tan. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I took my little group out there of of, uh, of black, brown, you know, white kids out there, and uh, we did pretty well. So, But it's interesting. I always think about that. I always think about, like, you know, right here is where a lot of this stuff is playing out. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, no, last week was rough because like I feel like you get to the end of that week and that, that's also the week of the AP exam for my class. And so I'm kind of like, I, I got this pretty decent sense of, you know... <laughs> What do you always say? What like, this is the week where I know my value in my work. That's just it. This is the week where I'm going to know a lot about myself as a professional. And so, uh, and now I'm just tired. Yeah. Like, I'm just tired. And that's um, funny how it always works, you know, yeah. like once it hits. Well, yeah, what you been up to, man? You know, living, living this life, you know, getting through it, <laughs> teaching my sixth graders. Shout out to all my sixth graders. I know some of y'all are listening. Shout had, out to the had sixth graders. Adam asking when the podcast is coming back. Hey, I want to apologize to your sixth graders for fussing at them sometimes. Like, I feel like I, I kind of go there with them a little bit. That and... happens. <laughs> they, they, they know it happens, and, they, and they're funny because they know they're like, I know what I did. They get it. They get it. They act like they don't But they're working but, on it. Yeah. And I've seen growth. Yeah. And, and, and sixth graders, y'all are about to be the seventh graders at the oh, end of the man. week. Oh, Seniors man. are gone. Yeah. Everybody Every, moves everybody up. Everybody moves up. Everybody moves up. Well, I don't know. If my students are listening, y'all still got to pass your classes oh, before you move up. Listen to listen yeah. that. Y'all got to pass. pass. Although, the, so this is a weird week because my 10th graders are all gone there. That's we, right. Our school right. does this wonderful trip out of state. And uh, they're out there with no cell phones, under the stars, and I'm I'm looking out the window, um, see, uh, yeah, seeing some like clouds. Some, it looks like some so others rolling maybe, in. Maybe it's not like that out of state. But they got but. they got some nice TPs. I've been where they're staying. Oh, oh, you yeah, went that I one year, didn't you? You are crazy. Like you, know, you gotta do them trips. That's the craziest. You're no, like, man. I'm on a trip with kids. On a trip with kids. You don't. You haven't lived. No, I mean, but going out there like a week, man. Yeah, that's hard. That's oh. hard. It, it was funny the first year we did it. it went Without Did you go more phones? than one year? No, I just went oh, one okay. year. Only one. Only one. But to see them out there without their cell phones, you know, in the first two days, it was like hardcore withdrawal. <laughs> they're like, they're and then, like junkies. And then before you knew it, they had like forgotten about it. And they were like coming up with these creative games that they were playing. That's we played, cool. We, we played baseball because they bought a, a wiffle ball set. Nice. And like, uh, uh. What was uh, Pueblo or one of the places we went through? Kit Man, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I was driving fifteen uh, tenth graders, oh, so that's wow. always fun. That's a good time. That's yeah. a good time. So yeah. we're here and uh, we're trying to close out the year a little bit, man. That's it. It's that time of year, the end of the year. End of the year. End of the year. Um, we feel like this is a good time to sort of uh, unpack a little bit what you all may be going through, and we just want to. Um, I don't know, we just want to give you a shout out and, and just a little bit of affirmation that you're yeah. doing great work out there. Um, we know that there are a lot of year-end evaluations that are happening. A lot of that, that paperwork needs to be done. A lot of your tracking of student growth and data. That's it. All the fun stuff. All that stuff that really is why we got into teaching That's to right. begin with. That's it's right. for the paperwork. <laughs> so, um, so you know, so we got we got that going on. Um, yeah. Shout out to uh, to to the Wu Tang Teacher Clan. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who uh, who are behind in some episodes, I don't know how you could be behind at this point. Yeah, right? you got like, you had time. Like to you catch had up. time to catch up. We, that's what we were up. really doing. We, you know, people like really want to listen to all the episodes, and we like, wanted to give we want to give them time. We yeah. So we don't we don't want you. that backlog. It's like my AP World History reading that you know you get so far behind yeah. you can't catch up. Yeah, you can't catch up. So we just give them a little break. So yeah. By the way. I think this is episode 10. Oh, no. I think we're in this double digits. This at episode we're 10. We're in double digits. This is a celebration. It's very exciting. Boxes, so, applaud. Boxes. <laughs> the boxes. The, bo the boxes don't have much to say about that. 
Although I'm, I'm able to lean on these boxes, and that's kind of nice. I got nice. nothing to lean on. You got nothing here. to lean. You got me to lean on. Oh, you got you, me to lean on. Thank you, brother. You always have. Thank some, you, brother. You, that's right, brother. You got it. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, you know, I think one of the things that comes up at this time of year is how teachers of color are often evaluated in in comparison to their white colleagues, and um, and so we had a little bit of a Twitter conversation. Follow us at Two Dope Teachers uh, yes. on Twitter. A little bit of a Twitter conversation that was a little under the radar, where we talked a little bit about. Um, some struggles that people are having feeling like their work is being appreciated. Um, and uh, and so I think there's definitely that aspect of it. I think that as as we try to wrap up our year, you know, everybody's everybody's frazzled like teachers of all color. That's right. Um, That's right. But but this this part time of year can be particularly loaded for a lot of us in the community. How's your end of year going? So my end of the year is coming together. I've actually finished up my end of the year conversation. Oh, you did. So those of you in our district, you know how that works. Yeah. All that stuff, thinking about all this stuff you've done, you know, but your, your comments really hit home, you know, because I feel like as we go through this, I always wonder, do people really recognize the work that I do? Do they get, you know, the value that I put in or do they just see me as someone else who's kind of like, you know... I'm there, I'm doing the work, I show up, you know, but do they really understand, you know, the time that you put in planning, really thinking about ways to connect with your students, yeah. right? The, the reasons why you react the way you do at certain times, you yeah. know, how we interact with kids, you know, do they notice things like, I'm in the hallway talking with these kids, right? And we're talking about all sorts of stuff. And I feel like, do they even recognize that I know my kids? I know them really well. Like, I know what they're going through, what they're experiencing, what their hopes are, what their fears, you know. And I just wonder, does all that get recognized from the work that we do? And then where does that fit into, you know, these evaluation tools that we are all evaluated with? And and do people really recognize what I contribute as a professional? You know, because it talks about professionalism. I'll tell you, as a teacher of color, as a black man... You know, I don't know if you experienced this, but I'm always questioning myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's that kind of background belief that I'm not good enough, right, that I've been raised with and that I'm not somehow doing what other people are doing. Yeah. And then at times what I realized is like at times I'm doing more, like, you know, and I, I feel like. You know, does that always get recognized? Yeah, like you talked about. No, and I, I mean, I think, and I, I, I think that we're pretty fortunate to work in the building where we work. I, I do think that, um, that our school leaders do recognize some of that stuff or make the effort to see it. But, but I think, I think in the, I mean, on the one hand, like, how is it even possible? to recognize everything that any teacher does, yeah, right? Yeah. Because you're not with them all the time. No. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got time to be yeah, with us all you, the time. Yeah, you know, uh, Senator Johnson's probably looking, oh, all the time. Oh, we, all could the get time. Some, we could get some real time. What you if know? an administrator was in there all the By time? By the way, I, so I have a friend who... Um, who experience? Do you know this real time coaching kind of thing? Yes, in coaching. So like this, I don't know if they're just doing it wrong, and this maybe it was another district. I don't know what it was, but but essentially, there's this person following them around the room. Yeah. Oh, uh, do this now. Do talking that. Talking in now their ear. No, but they were physically there in the room. So like, when I heard it described, they were talking yeah, about like an earpiece, earpiece, like uh, that type. I don't of know, thing. man. Like I. I am so stressed out when I'm teaching anyway. Like, the last thing I need is one more voice in my ear. Do like, this. Dude, hey, you, what you about... You to check for understanding. What about that? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta cold call that student. Know, exactly. Like, Forget that. But but I think, like, one of the things that comes out... And th- this we were having this discussion on Twitter. Um, one of the things that comes up is this idea of, of the 
of the the space for teacher-centered instruction, right? Yeah. So I think most of you, whether you are, uh, whether you're listening to us locally or whether you're, you know, we, we got we got two dope teachers all over all the country. Over. We got people in Cali, people in Texas, people in New York City, Georgia. people in Georgia, Atlanta, right. um, Chicago. We got some Shy, Chicago people. Now. Um, we got we got some people from the International Study Schools Network who are checking right. us out. And so, you know, like I think this is probably true for everybody, but you know, it's like quote unquote lecture and teacher centered instruction is considered to be categorically negative. That's right. And and it's like, well, the, the teacher's doing all the talking and the kids are just sitting there. Well, okay, so definitely there are limits to this kind of thing. But, you know, we were talking before before we switched the mic on about how, like, so many of us come from traditions where there is an oral tradition That's and right. where, you know, whether whether you're looking at the West African griots, whether you're looking at the uh, the storytellers in in the pre-Columbian Americas mm-hmm. like we come from these traditions where we gather around as a community and we learn as a community from somebody who's been there mm-hmm. and there's some value kind of put into that and so like I'm always thinking about that because you know in, in my history class like I feel like I'm pretty good at telling a story yeah. um and I'll do like you know a couple of quick like powerpoint type things and you know sort of teacher led things and then I'll, I remember I went away from them for a few weeks and I remember a couple of kids saying, what happened to the PowerPoints? That, we, like, you were really good at those and, and it really helped clarify some things for us. Now, I know what some of you were probably saying. It's like, well, you're doing the thinking for the kids yeah. and all that kind of thing. But, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's that cut and dried. It, and, I, and I can say for certain... You know, I've not seen a lot of teachers in color, teachers of color in the classroom. Yeah, 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 <laughs> we yeah, are living there's in not this a lot time of us. and space, so not a lot of us are getting the opportunity to go in there and teach. And to be into each other's class yeah. on top but of when, that. <laughs> but when I am in there, it's just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Not better, not worse, not not quite magical a little bit magical but you know i'm I'm thinking about our wu-tang crew out there Mm -hmm. and like how how great would it be to sit in one of their classes i i would love to sit in one of those classes but like what you're saying like i feel like at times there is this kind of contradiction because there is kind of a a level of cultural responsiveness in it that there are some cultures that are deeply oral in their tradition based on wisdom uh respecting your elders and listening yeah. And and I think, you know, we, we judge some of our kids, but we see the places where they're successful. Yep. At church, right? Yeah. Where it's operating <laughs> like this, where there's yeah. the pastor talking yeah. and everybody's listening. But then I've had some noticings with some of our students, some of our East African students that we have. And and I saw, I had the chance to, to see some of our East African students uh, at a senior presentation, which is a presentation that our seniors do mm-hmm. with their families. Yeah. And I saw this realization. I was like, wow, there's a lot of call and response that goes on <laughs> in the family. Yep. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, when, when I ask a kid to sit through a lecture and be quiet... And You're just take a notes. Lot. That's asking, asking a lot. lot. But I, and then I think teachers have to be comfortable with that call and response yeah. thing, right? To 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 you know, when you grow up in the black community, you've been to a black church, you yeah. know that the church say, yeah. the church say amen, amen, yeah. right? If people talking back, preach, say the yeah. word. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's kind of the it's this it's this very uh syncretic kind of relationship, yeah. right? Where where the energy is very give and take, the learning and the teaching is give and take. And the learning experience that's happening in those spaces is very alive and very organic, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, I think we fear, like, 
we want the kids to get into what we're doing, but not too much. Don't get too we, into we it. We want them to get loud. Don't get too passionate. You know, don't get loud about yeah, it. Heaven forbid we kind of, you know, connect with them on that level. So so it's just kind of interesting because, like, I think when I'm evaluated over, over the years, really, since I started this, I've always sort of wondered if... A, well, okay, A, if I'm a fraud and I'm really not good at this <laughs> and it's right. just like That's a joke. But then the second question is, will this person coming in even know what they're looking at? You know? Because and it looks different. Because we look at through these, these like, these these biased lenses, right? Like, and, and you know, when, when we go through teacher leadership training, like, they, they talk to you very deeply about, like, removing your biases mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. putting aside your notions of what good teaching is. But it's not that simple. No, it's and, I, and I found myself doing it, too, as I go into people's classrooms and I'm kind of like, well, I would have, well, I think, yeah, yeah. you know, but but really it's it's about how you, it's it's about, Un, like and and I don't know if if the entire culture of a classroom is knowable. Yeah, you can't. I don't know if it is. I think the kids can name it a little bit better than most. Um, but I don't think someone from the outside can, can come in can and understand name what's it happening and, and, and explain what's happening and why you interact with the kids the way yeah. you do. You know, um, it just becomes so interesting, and I and and I wonder because at times I have different approaches, right? Yeah. At times. I can be quiet, right? Really quiet, kind of, you know, up there, having the kids hang on my words. Sometimes I'm back and forth getting into it with them, right? When they get excited, you know, I get excited. And, you know, I see myself running around the room, pointing out stuff on the board that I'm excited about, you know? And and using the slang at times because I get excited, you know? And, And I wonder... Is that seen as professional? Do people see that as like me kind of skirting the way of of what effective teaching is? Yeah. You know, but to me, I think you have to connect with them. And, you know, I think we always talk about the cultural background, but we ignore kind of the culture that they're growing up, going back to our digital right. native stuff, right? Yep. That these kids are looking for a lot of flashy stuff in yeah. front of them. Yeah. They're looking for things to change. you got to keep their inner... Uh, keep them... Uh, Edutained, right? Edutained. Not entertained. <laughs> edutained, right? And edutainment yeah. stuff is real. Um, when you got it, you got to be able to kind of hook into where they are, right? And I think this is the case for, you know, the presence of popular culture within within your instruction. And and there there are some of us who would kind of like thumb our nose at that and kind of be like, oh, that's just teaching the lowest common denominator. But but you know, really, when we think of their points of reference, like I think it's, I think it's really important to kind of connect to whatever it, you know. And then you have a really, if you have a really diverse classroom, not not every kid's going to connect to every that's right. thing that's happening. And so, like, I I do think like, I I see teaching as a creative art and craft. Like, it isn't just about getting up there and and putting on a show, but it is also. It, but there is that engagement piece. Yeah. But it's also about kind of honing that craft and really having a clear sense of where you're at, you know. And what your kids want to want, yeah. right? And, and not to say that we can always hook them, right? I can't keep them always there with me, you know. And sometimes it is just sit and get, right? Yep. Sometimes it's, and that's the nature of it, right? Yeah. But I think it's like you said, how you go about that story, yep. right? Do you have images up there? Yeah. Kids love images. Yeah, I'm really bad at those. I, although I started, I, I used like a bunch of memes and GIFs in my last like AP World History PowerPoint presentation. Oh, you showed me that. That's yeah, like, that was like, great. It was good that stuff. Was it was good stuff. They enjoyed them. Um, 64 minutes. I told the entire history of this planet. It's amazing. It was pretty it's it was amazing. Exhausting. Impressive. It was exhausting. Well, that's a lot of history. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, I mean, so it's just interesting. So, I mean, I guess the thing I want to say to everybody out there is that we're coming to... Um, a tough part of the year. Um, and as we kind of get into our next segment, um, 
you know, where or our kind of our big feature segment on Professor MCs. Yes. Um, I just want to quote uh, my man Chuck D, uh, who once said, uh, "Never get a, never let a wing get to your head or a loss to your heart." Right. That's right. And so I think, like, just remember the unique role that you all play in kids' lives, and I think, um, I think that won't always be captured in an evaluation. It won't always be captured in your data. Um, you know, I think there are things that are knowable through those tools, but I think at the end of the day, you know your relationship to your That's kids right. and you know why they value you. So, you know, these um, these constructed evaluations, they're just that, and they're one lens on the professional that you are. Um, you are too dope. Yeah. That's, we, just, that's just how it is. Understand it's in those moments where the kids come to you. Where, where where that's in your worth and value when the kids come to you and tell you thank you for being there for me you're the one teacher who understood me you know that's what I love about our senior presentations when you get that yeah. kind of shout out where it's like I couldn't deal with most classes but yeah. your class was a yeah. place where I felt comfortable I felt safe and a lot of times the kids can't put their finger on what it was yeah you know and I think in the end um it helps me see what it is that I do, right? Yeah. And that sometimes I get caught up in the learning, right? In yeah. the education. And oftentimes kids come back and that's not what they remember. Yeah. They remember the kindness, the compassion, yeah. the jokes that you told with them. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, like you said, that's just how they felt in your space. I mean, I think, like you mentioned, they may not be able to name it. Um, but just the feeling they had in the space you provide. It felt good. And I love when kids come back and they're like, I missed this classroom. Yeah. Especially when they're kids that yeah. were like, I, had I thought you didn't like this classroom. I, I had something like that. I had a, a student that I have in common with another teacher, and apparently the teacher asked this student, hey, so are you glad that you're done with like the exam and all that? Like, Are you glad that you're, you're finished with uh-huh. that? And the student apparently said to this teacher, well, no, I'm kind of sad. This is I love this class, and it was just kind of it was cool, and it wasn't one of the kind of stereotypically like, you know, always hand in the air, yeah, always yeah. loud, always like you know. But this was a student, so it meant a lot. You know, you know, one of the things that's really hard for me right now though, is that uh, I'm not I'm not able to take a compliment anymore. <laughs> I feel you, like that's happening to me. I feel like it's it's weird because it's kind of like no matter what you say to me about you know, we had teacher appreciation last week, yeah. and you know no matter what you say to me about the work I'm doing, I just don't believe you. Or or I can point out, you know, I I, I can rattle off nine things that, that I'm improve. just not doing well. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking that I, it's funny that you it's so because like sitting in those senior presentations, I, you know, I felt like. Like, I mean, this isn't like a humble brag or anything, but, but like I got some shout outs from kids and I was just kind of like, no, I, I like failed you more than I succeeded for you. And so, so I mean, and I don't know what that is. Maybe I just need a vacation. Maybe I need, you know, uh, I, part of the, shout out to my therapist, shout out to the therapist. (laughs) Part of what I was thinking is that, uh, it, it might be a result of being a teacher of color. Yeah. Is that you kind of question yourself, right? Is that is, I, I don't know, like in my practice, I've been surrounded by these other people who go about it very differently. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, you know, in my, as I talk to you and other teachers of color and other teachers who share my perspective, I feel like I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like there's a dominant culture that says that's not the right path. Yeah, no, and that it's, right. it's something else. And so I think I feed into that at times where mm-hmm. I have this bias in my head that even causes me to question my own practice. It's like, it's like that internalized piece, right? It's it's like, you know, and, and it's funny, I'm like in my 40s and like, I, it still like gets to me that my image of a teacher isn't me. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, just kind of yeah, like, yeah. 
it's kind of like, well, but real teacher, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'll even think back to some terrible teachers I had when I was a kid. And like, well, but that teacher did it like this. You know, this. And yeah, as if would that do was... this. And if this happened in their class, this would be the response. Yeah. But in my class, that's not the response. Or, or you know, we, I mean, we, we work with some really great people, some yeah. really excellent, hardworking, just talented teachers. And I, and I don't feel like my practice looks like a lot of theirs. And so I'll, you know, that, that makes me kind of insecure. And, you know, and then you start kind of thinking about what the basis of your success is if you've had it. And that's kind of, that's kind of tough. But now, now I'm at a point like these kids will like say things to me and I'm kind of like, I don't know, like... Like, sometimes I feel like it's it's because I'm a unicorn, right? Yeah, That's maybe, why yeah, people, like, yeah. like they're like, oh, you do such a great job, right? You you're just, the best black teacher you're I ever had. You're the best had. black teacher I ever had. <laughs> okay. It, which is not, cool. Not, they've, never, they've never said this. But, you know, but, but, but it's like, well, what am I? Do you really, you know, and I guess want to be a teacher. Like, I want to be yeah. the best teacher you ever had. Yeah. Like, I want you to recognize that I'm black. Yeah. You know, that's important because that's who I am. I walk in. Black man every day, walk yeah. out of black man every yeah. day. But in some ways... <laughs> Thank I don't... you for clearing that up. That's, I, was, I wasn't sure. I wondered. <laughs> Actually, uh, periods, my planning periods, I turn white. <laughs> and then I go... Because no, you can't be black cats. all day. Dude. I go being, black, being black is hard. Being you black all day is You can't hard. do that all day. <laughs> that, that stuff is hard. That stuff is hard. I can just switch for a minute. That's what I've heard, man. That's what I've but, heard. But, you know... just I got thinking... this beard going on so people can't tell what I am. And so and you just look distinguished. My dad's growing a beard. Yeah, my dad is growing a beard, and my dad has never had a beard. So now we're totally off. So that topic. must be really strange. Yeah, See, it is a little. So my daughter is like, I don't like you, Poppy, with your beard. <laughs> so like, uh, that's the big deal at my house right um, now. Is my well, dad's I'm having this weird conversation with my wife about my beard because I grew it out for like November, and then I just kind of left yeah. it, and it I got good. clippers so I can trim it a little bit. But now I'm asking her. I was like, Well, you want me to get rid of it? She's like, Oh, you can do what you want. And I do not know how to how to <laughs> proceed. She's like, no, it's you know, my wife is so diplomatic. She's like, well, no, you. I mean, you look you look cute either way. And I'm like, no, yeah, you got to tell me you what gotta, to do. But then, but then she knows if she tells me to like shave it, I'll I'll get all sensitive. Resist. I'll be like, but, but you don't think it looks good, <laughs> you know? And she tells me to leave. It's like you don't think I look good with that, you know? I'm I, I'm a little high maintenance. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a little difficult. I wish I could have. You, I mean, I think you're just not old enough yet. I don't know. Like, there like was a big difference. I'm old enough for gray hair. Dog, I look like <laughs> I, I, I look like I belonged in some facility the first time I started <laughs> to like grow my beard. <laughs> and, like, and it was just like, really, like we have a coworker who, like, you know, foolishly decided to do the Movember competition right, with me, right. and it was just sad. Like, because this bad. dude is like half my age. He's not that young, but but he's like close to half my age. It had the... And it's just like you, you just haven't had the opportunity to, you know, like I feel like. I gotta shave more but i'm lazy so i don't like to shave yeah i feel like that plays into it i gotta ask my dad how he started growing his beard <laughs> you just like i don't know it's like and, and conditioning is really important because like because it's like it's itchy otherwise and it's kind of crazy we're talking about beards now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell if we you have been here if you have any bit. tips on beards please uh please add reach us out to at us two dope teachers at two dope teachers. on instagram i'm thinking about getting a snapchat for us what do you think he doesn't even I, know. I don't even know. He's really like, dog, I haven't even checked my email today. I, I, <laughs> that's real talk. <laughs> that's real talk. He's like, really hey, know. you heard of AOL? 
Stop. I do have a Hotmail email address. How do you still have a Hotmail address? Because it still works. It still works. It's definitely gone away. Hotmail still exists. Hotmail was like desperate. It was like a girl you're trying to break up with. Like Hotmail was like desperate. Come on, stay with us. Come on, like I'm gonna. It's gonna leave. It's gonna be deleted forever. You'll never be able to access it again. I'm like, you know, Hotmail. You could just. There is a. There is a new one in town. I got. I got I got a new boo and it's called Gmail. It's called Gmail. <laughs> I'd like to introduce just, you. Just kidding, baby. It's a shout out to my actual boo. My actual boo. <laughs> I don't have a I don't I, have another boo. I do not oh, have a weird relationship with my email. I really it's don't. But yeah, so we can have a Snapchat. I don't I mean, know. I, don't, I, mean, I don't really know how it works. The kids have tried <laughs> to explain it to me, but I get yeah. confused. I don't understand the difference between Snapchat and Instagram. I mean, I think Snapchat will I was going to oh, try to explain we should it. Talk about, we, we should know. talk about that. The so I had an incident with some of Mr. Adams' sixth graders <laughs> in the cafeteria. And, like, so these young people were all upset because they were about to get suspended. And they, I don't even know if they got suspended. They made I, I some bad decisions. made some bad decisions, and some of those bad decisions were captured on video. Yes. And somebody came across a video because, as it turns out, when you record things, it's kind of there for it's a while. It's there. People so one it. of these young people is trying to make the case to me that, well, no, 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 I was on Snapchat, so it's, like, gone. And I'm like, no, it's no, 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 no. Because you send it to Snapchat first, and then it goes to the person. No, because I just put the person's name in it. It's like... No, okay. Let's talk about third parties here. And so it's just really gave interesting. Him good insight. Give him some good the, insight. Give some good insight. Yeah, talking about uh, rights. Some of the kids, <laughs> the right to privacy came yeah, up. Yeah, and that's what well, I told him. I was like, your your cell phone carrier owns all that stuff, and you know, Congress does not think that they should have to protect it for you. That's right. <laughs> you know, so it was just a really interesting thing. But the, my understanding is that, like, so snap. The only difference between Snapchat and Instagram is that. Instagram makes no pretense that that stuff is totally secure and secure. private. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, where Snapchat's kind of like, no, 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 no. It goes away. You know, and it, it's just, it just between you and your friends. Cool. Yeah, and Snapchat and anyone who screenshots it. And Yeah, yeah, know. that's what they forget about is the screenshot. They forget about it's like, screenshot. Yeah, it's there for one minute. They forget about But the screenshot causes it to last forever. That's just it. And so so it's so it's just funny to like, and they, they treat us like we're old. And it's like, you know, I know some things like you got to think Every about Every once in a while. So I don't know why I'm asking you about Snapchat. It's like I'm the one that has to Let's do, do it. Social Let's do a Snapchat. You, right. Let's do a Snapchat. Yes. Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Slapchat, which which that's the new thing. The new Make thing. a whole lot of money oh, off of Slapchat. Slapchat. <laughs> you just reach out and slap you somebody. slap somebody and then tell them what you think. That's our app. Don't take it. That's our app. Don't you take that's our copyrighted. app. That's copyrighted. That's copyrighted. That's us. All right, so we're we're getting uh so we're getting into the foolishness, which yes. is good. It yes. feels good, it feels man. Feels good to be back. So we got a couple studio. of things that we want to get to. Um, we can uh we can uh get into a little bit of teaching Trump right now. Just a little, just a little. I don't even know where to start with this man. I, this man has lost his mind. I think. <laughs> I believe this man has lost his mind. He's lost his mind. It's crazy. It's like it's so it's it's just really it's a it's such a strange new world that that we're in, and it's. Are we 112 days at this I point? I think so. I think I heard that. 112 or 113. Yeah. Not and, too many. And now firing people. Firing um, the FBI director. Firing the FBI director. You know, we, and this is just how nerdy our school is. My my class, my last period today, like we got into this really like animated and frustrated discussion about <laughs> about the firing of the of the head of the census. Yes. Did you hear about this? I haven't heard about this. So this is really interesting because arguably, you know, and, and again, uh, this is how many consecutive episodes me referencing 538. Yeah. But on 538, um, 
they were talking about how the firing of the census director is probably more significant than the firing of the FBI director because essentially, like, the counting of people and gathering that census data and who's here and who's not, who's here lawfully, who's here unlawfully, Mm -hmm. how do we disperse funds based on that? That's right. Um, That that stuff actually has real implications for our kids. Um, And when you look at, like, voter registration, when you look at all those kinds of things that are tied to census numbers, redistricting is tied to census numbers... Like, I I was sort of surprised that this went under the radar and that a lot of people miss this in the the census. And maybe it's just because, like, we think of census people as a bunch of nerdy statisticians, like, sitting in a room counting people. Which which, is what they are. Which is what they are. (laughs) And it's... But we're we're understating why we need them. Yeah. No. Um, We need that information, that statistic, that data. We're doing this uh, thing on redlining in uh, Denver's old neighborhoods, and uh, a lot of the students were pretty... uh, pretty shocked to find that a lot of the current demographics align directly to redlining practices to of the Second folks, World War. Oh yeah, and that it has that it kind of thing. But I mean, that that's long. where that census thing kind of comes into play. And I think, like, we, we in teaching, uh, we kind of bristle every time somebody talks about something being data-driven and that kind of thing. But this is, this is not a data-driven presidency. No. And so how you, like, how we continue to emphasize to kids that, Data is important. Data and information and information and research and reliability and making decisions based on evidence. Like those are the things that are really important. And you know, I, I've I, I, we're in a very unique type of school. We've not had I have not had kids say, "Well, Trump does it." So yeah, like, we haven't just, had that. We so you should let you should let me just copy paste the paper. Just let me copy paste it. But yeah. It's interesting times, you know, and I, like we said, I wonder how much value this teaching Trump segment does because I think he's done learning. I think he says he knows. Yeah, we ain't everything. teaching him. It's more like teaching about him. Teach about Trump. <laughs> teach about Not, we can't. We ain't teaching what, Trump. What did Ben Carson say the other day that was just off the chain? He, it, Ben Carson, Ben Carson, your housing and urban development, the urban development secretary, I believe, said recently. That he believed that the pyramids in Egypt were for storing grain. Oh no, that was I think that was on the election when, when he was uh, running. But Man. yeah, that was that's what he said. He said it's clear that those pyramids were for sell, storing uh. grain. It's like, do you do you not <laughs> you, like read that? St- well, hold on, back up, back your bus <laughs> up. Hold on, pause, pause, pause. Will we pause before? Pause. Donald Trump said if Andrew Jackson oh, was my, around, oh wow, that's right. He would have solved the civil war. He would have solved the civil war. This dude was dead for I think like fourteen I, years when the civil war started. It was first like, of all, I, I mean, how do you do like slack mouth agape? <laughs> Like on a podcast, <laughs> like if y'all can see, I like I'm speechless. I'm just like, uh, it's I, I don't know. This is why you need the the uh, podcast to have a visual track so we could like put up a meme, like one of those great memes. Where you're like, <laughs> we get some memes on. Send us some. Send, send us, us some two dope teacher memes to respond um, to to, 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 respond to, to that comment. But it's crazy. It's like. You don't know history. You talk about things that people yeah. just tell you about. Yeah. Right? And someone says, Andrew Jackson was like you. He was the first real all-American president. He was like you. I mean, somebody put a cap in Andrew Jackson, and he walked around with it for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he did. Like, that's, I mean, respect, but nobody right? explain that part to him. That this man owned slaves. This yeah. man would instituted removal. one of the greatest genocides in American yeah. history. Indian removal. Right? This man was 
oh, yeah, he's a man of the common people, but he supported the common people who supported slavery. Yep. Right? Who said, and, and to just, again, teaching Trump, this is the man who held South Carolina, said, I will hold you accountable if you nullify my laws. Yeah. Who said, I will use a strong federal government to force you yep. to do what I want you to do. It's just very strange. You know how you know how I feel bad for right now is our civics teacher. <laughs> like, oh yeah. How do how do you do this? <laughs> like, how do, because I think I remember like when I took civics uh, back in high school. Shout out to Mr. Cosby. Shout out, Mr. Cosby. Uh, he he played ball too. Yeah. He's a good player. Uh, we used to watch him in the and one of the math co- math te- teachers like play one on one like after school and those were some games but like when i was sitting in america it was called american government back yeah. then when i was sitting in american government class i just remember like I, I i could parse the reality of democracy with the vision of democracy yeah, yeah. and the vision of democracy always gave me a little bit of affirmation mm-hmm. because despite despite the imperfections in the system that we all knew i mean Yo, I grew up in inner city Denver during the Reagan years, yep. right? Yep. So the the fault the failings of the federal government were really obvious to people like Blake. me. You know, but there was always this aspect of like we can aspire to something better in our democracy, in our republic, whatever you want to call it. And now like I it's just hard to even see a relationship between between and... what we are seeing in our country now and what is in the founding documents and I'm the, I'm the last one to romanticize like yeah, the founders yeah, and yeah, the founding father yeah, they all yep. owned slaves yep. they all uh, they all marginalized women in yep. everything that they did and so but at the same time there was something within those documents that was something to aspire to yeah that's that's always kind of you know and I always was into American history even with the negative parts, because I always thought that Not it was me, on... man. They only had, like, one chapter on brown people, and they put us all in one chapter. But somehow, book. I don't know how, but I guess maybe growing up in Atlanta... I was like, going to say... We kind of got yeah. a little more... Ba- because, you know, we were always about Dr. King. We yep. knew he existed. Yep. And then there was always... Well, when you like have this... a community around you that knows that alternate version of American yeah, history... Yeah. Like, I grew up in a community that didn't have a lot of that memory... And yeah. so when we went to school, like what we heard had nothing, nothing to do, to do with it. And people weren't weren't demanding it. And even at times where they, you know, growing up in Georgia, they're like on the Civil War, pro South, but they're still talking about Dr. King, you yeah. know. And they still mention black people, mostly as slaves, right? But we know that Dr. King yeah. exists, and um, you know, I always had this this hope, right, that there's this vision that's bigger than than the Constitution, bigger than the framers, yeah. that this American ideal, right? And I see, like, I feel like Trump represents kind of the de-evolution of it, right? And I think it, it's it's summed up in Make America Great Again. Yeah. Is that America was somehow better at one point. And, and you always ask the question, what it was, was for that? some people. What was that? <laughs> well, it was when, you know, black people knew their place, right? Women. And women knew their place. It was when there we weren't. Have, we didn't have these weird relationships between men and men. There weren't all these Hispanic and Latinos. And yeah. I didn't hear Spanish spoken. And I couldn't go to places and hear yeah. different languages spoken. And I didn't see people covering their yeah. heads and, and praying I mean, to it, different gods. Yeah, I mean, it is a same God, by the same way. Same God. <laughs> a, Thank you. For, for, for all you Trump supporters listening, same, same God. God. Same God. Uh, God of Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, That's man, it. they're all Say there. God. You know, but I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's, we're in this really interesting place where, that you know, I think that we're not looking at, um, like, I, like, I think we're seeing two very different visions of what 
potentially makes this country great. You know, you have uh, what, what's his name, the the alt right dude that got punched. Uh, Richard Spencer. Richard, sorry, we shouldn't have even used his name. Like, Hashtag punch a Nazi in the face. <laughs> sorry. Whoa, that video, I don't care who you are. That did video I say is that? funny. Did I say that? I don't know. That's somebody did. Thing. Somebody did. Maybe one of these boxes in here. <laughs> um, but like, you know, he goes he goes on um, on W. Kamau Bell's uh, series on CNN and says that, no, this is not a nation of immigrants. This is a European Western. It's like, uh-huh. what is this? So it's like we have these competing notions of, you know, like I felt like when we were kids, people at least played nice and said, well, yeah. we are a nation of immigrants, yeah. so we need to work. To, but I feel like a lot of those old narratives are just being rejected out hand. And it's like, no, we're not we're a not, nation of that's immigrants. That's not who we are. And, uh, you know, it's just very revisionist view of what we're doing. And, I mean, that's going to that's gonna color the way we work, um, you know, for the foreseeable future. It definitely is. It definitely yeah. is. And I think, you know, more of the need of... Um, you know, really, and I know this is the controversial word, but this idea of value of multiculturalism. Yeah. Is that... We it's sad space, that that's, like, controversial. That's a, a bad word. It's like, it's it's a description. <laughs> it's, it's a like, description, but, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say diversity in a lot of places. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, hopefully, uh, Mr. President, you uh, you gained a lot from that segment. Yeah, hit us uh, up on Twitter. Wait, hit Let us, us up on Twitter. We're going to hit you up on we Twitter. We know you're always up on the Twitter. We know you're on the Twitter. We know you're about that Twitter. At me, bro. <laughs> At me, bro. At me. All right, that's enough teaching Trump, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, now we're going to get into a piece um, that we were going to do <laughs> back in April. Yeah, yeah. I can't this, believe it's this, like May. This been do you, the... We have like two and a half weeks left. That's the crazy I have so part. much to do. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. <laughs> so those of you who are not teachers, please refrain from saying to your teacher friends, hey, oh, just two weeks left. So two weeks easy time. that sends me into a panic attack because I have so many things to do in the next two weeks and you just made it worse. Like, just just say to just put your hand on my shoulder. It'd be nice if you had money in that hand. Yes, always. Or, or food. Or a refreshment of some sort and say... You're going to be okay. You got You're going to make it. You got It's this. okay. Because it is kind of like conflicting. It's like I really want June 2nd to be here, but I'm really not ready for June 2nd to be here. I haven't, have you cleaned up your room at all? Oh, no. I was. I, here's how it's so weird being a teacher. So I'm sitting in the shower this morning being like, I got to clean up my room. Are you sitting in the shower? <laughs> rock just rock. rock dude you know it's bad when you wake up in the morning this has been me the last like month like I wake up in the morning thinking about like is it time for me to go to bed now like I could I could get back in bed right now right now right now just, just go back but it's not sleep. even like I don't want to get up it's like I'm up and I'm like I'm ready for bed I just need to go back to sleep <laughs> no that's how it is I'm ready for that's bed that's how it is that's real anyway talk. so you were thinking in the shower so I was thinking in the shower I'm like I gotta clean my room. I gotta get my room cleaned up. How am I gonna get all this stuff? And I was going through all the stuff that I have to do. I don't feel like your room's that bad, though. Mine is bad. I have so much stuff. It's like it's, crazy. I have this closet that is a little secret. Oh, Only a few know, people know. I know what closet And if you open about. it, you discover my secret. <laughs> and it's filled with paper. And everybody's like, Mr. Adams, that's so much oh, paper. Wow. See, and I walk in your room feeling bad about myself sometimes. I'm like, dang. Get yourself dude, a closet. Bro- I have one. It's full. No, you know what I have, though? You know what I do have? I do have a soccer office. Ooh, use the soccer office. I'm telling you, that's man. Good. We're going to see. See, I'm jealous of one of our teachers. Uh, whose classroom is close to you because he has that little room in the back. You know what? It like and I, <laughs> and I you see this is where I feel like veteran teachers, y'all should be willing to be all right, man. Don't die over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need a cough button. <laughs> That's right. Um, veteran teachers pull rank. Please pull rank. I went to this young man. 
Um, and I was like, hey, uh, what do you think about maybe changing rooms? And he's like, nah. Nah. I'm like, you know what? I am 41 years old. You are switching rooms with me. But I'm too nice, man. I don't, I don't like to do that stuff. Like, I don't I like to get throw it. my way around. I want to get it. But that room is great. And but he, and he let me like store some stuff there last year, but That's... threw me a little bit of shade about it. Oh. I'm like, oh. You're like, I'll let you stay in this room. I'm Man, it's so <laughs> emasculating. It's like the worst thing ever. Like... But yeah, yeah, soccer office, that's the way yeah. to go because I got a key to that. And uh, my boy Brennan, you know, he takes care of that room that's for it. me. That's our boy. All right, we, we've, uh, we, I don't know, we've, we, we've, we've, we've been silly. Yeah. But let, let's, let's talk get about, to the real stuff. The real stuff. We're gonna, so, um, so next year. Yes. Um, <laughs> much to, much to your chagrin. Yes. Um, I'll be teaching a hip hop studies class. <laughs> How do you luck out? I luck out because I'm highly qualified in language arts. Okay. That's what that okay, is. I That's guess. what it is. I it, guess. It's just that whole kind of thing. <laughs> so, but we we were talking about this like, you know, so we did this uh we did this Wu-Tang episode and then I gave all my students Wu-Tang names, yes, which was yes, great. Yes. And uh and and now like we're looking at constructing this hip hop studies class for next year. Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about hip hop as education because yeah. this is really interesting kind of venue and a vehicle for it so you had this idea yeah so i've i suggested you know we had done the episode about our great educational movies yep i was like well where else does education live and and it's hit me in hip-hop in hip-hop and hip-hop music is where education going back to the griots right yep. and that following that tradition of the voice of the community you know, and so my thought was, why don't we do an episode about Professor MCs? Professor MCs. And so what I mean by these Professor MCs is these are the cats who are educating people. Yep. Who cause you to think differently, whose music stops you in a moment and 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 says, you need to think differently. Yeah. You know, shakes you to consciousness. Yeah. And so oh, I suggested that we uh, do our professor MCs professor and come MCs. at it with like our top five, top five. professor MCs. And, um, are yours ranked? Because I don't know if mine are ranked. You know, I have like, I think a loose ranking. But so I, he's, I, always, he's always going to let me I, off the I feel like I, I don't want to put him. I, <laughs> I, I know who my... my I'm going to rank mine right quick. I feel like I have my top three. Yeah, you keep going. But but I don't know, you know, after that, and I have some honorable mentions, you know, because I don't know. You live this hip-hop stuff, and there's so many songs that touch you, yeah. right, that you hear that mean something that I hear, and I'm like, my students need to hear this song. Yeah. This is, these are words that they need to hear yeah. and understand this perspective, you know. And even looking at some of the new school stuff, I'm always amazed when I hear, you know, these new school rappers. Yeah. Um, so we got, and we got, even the we mumble got professors rappers. in training. If you, even the, like even some of the mumble rappers, yep. you know, are getting it. You know, but I think, and I feel like teachers, all teachers often ignore hip-hop. And they're like, oh, that's just that music, and it's, it's, it's inappropriate. And, yep. you know. It, yeah, <laughs> and some, some of it is. Right? And, and I'm not going to lie, it is. It's about drugs and partying, getting uh, lit, and all yeah. this stuff. But, yeah. but underlying is this deep tradition of a way to pass on knowledge yep. and express values and culture and form community and form community and and like today as a person you know who grew up I feel like in a first generation of hip hop yep. or you know yeah, me, not me, the me, prototypes me, me and me and hip hop are the same age yeah you, yeah that's true <laughs> that's true right but just how it's grown and evolved and yeah. the wisdom that I hear from MCs you know 
uh, and I'm so happy that we're going to have a hip hop studies class yeah. because I think yeah, yeah. that it's going to be valuable to all of our kids. Yep. And I think teachers can benefit from listening to hip hop. Absolutely. Because it gives you a connection. It gives you a perspective. That, there was one teacher I know of uh, lives out of state that did a whole unit on Beyonce's Lemonade, right? And it, like this real like unit, this critical consciousness piece. And so I think the more we, I mean, and Jeff Duncan Andrade, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he, uh, by the way, respond to my message, Professor. Yeah, Jeff, come, come on, on man. man. We love you. We love we you. Love Check you. us out. Um, but, uh, but the, um, but he talks about the importance of, of connecting with youth popular culture if we, if we expect to connect with youth. And, and it's funny. It's, and I've, I've seen Jeff talk about this and he, um, if you ever seen him, he has, usually he'll present this slide at the end with the cat wearing a Tupac shirt. And it's in Nepal. Yeah. And his point is, is like the words of Tupac and the inspirational ideas, you know, that were contained in some of his music have traveled all around the world. And he's yeah. become a symbol for people fighting against oppression. Yep. In the category of Bob Marley. Yeah. Right. I think, you know, those are people who kind of symbolize that around the world. Yeah. We see Pac, you know, you see Bob Marley, you know, big, I don't know, has the same effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, for heads, well, I mean, I think that's for good. heads, big does. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing, though, because we're not just talking about great MCs. We're talking about professor MCs. So you look at, you look at Pac, and I'm not, like, for me, I'm not sure how instructive. <laughs> Pac was. No, I mean, and I yeah, don't, I don't yeah. mean that in a in no, a derisive no. way. I like like Pac was almost more of a prophet than anything else. That's right. A you voice. Know, Biggie was a voice. You know, and so they're not in my top five. Yeah, of, no. of professor MCs. And, and and we got some we got some in the younger generation who are coming up who have that professor potential. That potential is definitely you know? there. But yeah, I think it's about the stories. I think it's about the wisdom. I think it, I think there I think there's a certain type of confidence that these MCs kind of right. bring, where like they don't portray themselves in these vulnerable spots, but more of this like this informed kind of aged by the years sort of That's sort right. of wisdom that that they kind of. That they kind of dispense, and so and so as I kind of like looked at at my list, I'm like, well, no, I can't, I can't actually put a lot of the rappers that I really like on here, yeah, because I don't necessarily see them as teachers, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not great, yeah, yeah, but don't um, mean, but they're not like, and I think, and I try to focus on the same thing, are these people that really, you know, leave me with jewels, yeah, right, things that like caused me to think about different events and different perspectives. Maybe the jewels so you could run the jewels. Yes. <laughs> run the jewels. Uh, those dudes are cool. <laughs> those dudes. Uh, like, I, the first time I heard some of their music, I'm yeah. like, these these guys are fools. This and then crazy. I, And then I hear them on a couple of, like, like podcasts and radio shows. And they, dudes are woke. But woke, They're woke. woke right? They're and I woke. love when Killer Mike is like, I ain't a political rapper. Yeah. But. But. <laughs> no. But. You know, I'll talk about some poli yeah. political stuff, but he's like, I'm still in these streets. Yeah. Right? What he say? He's, he's yeah. like, because I'll be up at the strip club. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, killer Mike. He's like, oh, killer Mike. He's like, I'm a mix, right? And I think that <laughs> goes, mix. you know, for some of these, these cats, they, they have a, a, a greater insight. Because like we've said before, you move through different worlds, yeah. you get a better understanding. Yeah, you do. Right? You and do. these cats, some of these cats are in big business meetings, yep. but they're still in the streets. Yep. Right? Yep. All right. So you wanna you wanna get at it? Get you at it. Start. You wanna start with your number five, or you want me to do mine? We're starting with number five. Yeah. All right. I'll start with my number five. All right. 
This is gonna be hard. <laughs> All right, he, I know my number. He brought five. lyrics. He's so much more prepared homework? than I am. I know. I've been working because I haven't been at soccer. Yeah. So that's obviously I'm, yeah. I'm just getting over on you. Yeah. yeah. All right, number five, most deaf or the mighty most deaf, right? Yep. And uh, you know, I think from the first time I heard most. Yeah. I was like, this is a different type of rapper. Yeah. The things that he was saying that made me think, you know, about issues, about topics, about the community, about life, how I treat the people in mm-hmm. my life, yeah. the loved ones. Uh, you know, as I had to put most on this yeah. list. Because everything you see ain't really how it be. Be, right? <laughs> right? And I got this New World Water, oh, right? Yeah. And if you listen that, to this That's track, Black on Both Sides, right? Yeah. yeah well, I love goes, that album. There's nothing more refreshing than that cool, refreshing drink, right? That's the hook. But then he goes, New World Water, make the tides rise high. Come inland and make your house go by. What? <laughs> right? And that's like on some Katrina stuff, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. What happens? Fooled on upset old man river, made him carry slave ships and fed him dead inward. Wow. Now his <laughs> belly's full. He about to flood something. So I'ma throw a rope that he ain't tied to nothing. He goes on to talk about the problems with water. He's talking about fluorocarbons, monoxide, uh, push the water table lopside. I, you know, when I heard this record, I was like, water consciousness, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I was just, I was yeah. bopping along to the record, you know, yeah. really vibing on it. Yeah. Then he's talking about water. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, to me, that's the definition of a professor MC, that they take these subjects that we aren't thinking about. Yeah. That are really important, you know, and, and, and when you think about this song, I think it's probably like maybe 10, 15 years, or maybe not 15, but probably 10 to 12 years old. Yeah. Right? But oh, this, so that's that's not black on both sides. That, no, that's yeah. Okay, it's it's more recent than that. That that might be boogeyman or whatever. Man, or maybe yeah, I can't remember. I have the to new, look. New danger, maybe. Maybe, but he goes like I'm thinking, you know, when he's talking about the water being harmful. Yeah. Flint, yeah. right? You think yeah. about what went on in, yep. in Flint and and what's been going on. Standing Rock. Standing Rock, and how important water is, right? Yeah. The rich and poor, black and white, got need for it. Yeah. What does he say? He goes on to say, uh, got to flip through my pages, and everybody in the world can agree with this. Consumption promotes health and easiness. Go too long on this earth and you leave in it without it and you Man. leave in it. Man. America's wasting uh, it on some leisure S. And other nations be desperately seeking it. Bacteria washing up on the beaches. Don't drink the water. So they can wash their feet with it. Young babies' perpetual neediness. He goes yeah. on. He goes yeah. on. Yeah. But that's my number five. That's is your most number five. Def, you know, and I think about all like all sorts of tracks that he's on. Yeah. That really, really hit me. You know. And, you know, beyond that, Most is an actor. Yeah. You know. He was an actor first. He was an actor first. He was an actor first. Actor first. first. Yeah. I always have to remember that. You know, yeah. people are like, oh, these rappers becoming actors. I'm He's like, like no, Most. Not in Most of case. case. Yeah. You know, but definitely a professor MC. Uh, wicked with them beats as well. <laughs> yeah. So that's my top that's five. Number that's number five. five. What All right, you? so my number five is Busta Rhymes. Ooh, okay. So, so but Busta, Busta. He's entertaining. Um... But when you listen to some of his stuff, like like for him, it's almost like like that crazy teacher that yeah. you just kind of say whatever, but it gets you thinking in the meantime. And actually, it's funny because as you were going through that, do you remember uh, Speed Law? 
Yeah. Or, or no, do it now. Do yes, it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, yeah. with most and Buster Rhymes, yes. where he said, where he says, you know, me and the mighty most shine like a light post. Yes. You know, and just that silliness that he does. But the one I have up is uh, "Been Through the Storm," which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the verse where he talks about the stories of of growing up as an immigrant kid, um, my mama and papa moved to the U.S. as Jamaicans, struggled to get visas and green cards through immigration. Though my papa's post stayed away from crime and malice, hard living gave gave him hard hands and callous. As a young and peep, how much they loved each other's space. His his hard hands rubbing against the pretty skin of my mother's face. Dig for treasure till his hands look like the hands of a junkie. So, of course, slap a mule and take the life from a donkey. On the other hand, my, mommy was the type to work two jobs. Never enough money. That's why I got your whole crew robbed. Like, just like... And it's... And, and his, his... His stuff, like, he's larger than life. And he's this kind of presence. And, um... But he's silly with it. Like, he just... He'll just kind of put it out there. And I think... Um, I found his work to be really instructive in that way. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And every time when I was teaching the hip-hop unit in my class, I was like, well, here's another Busta rhyme song <laughs> that we could throw out there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and when, when he did uh, Rasta Man Chant. Yeah, I love that. Oh, man. I love he that. He was so great. And, um, you know, he's, he, like, to me, the, the great teachers are both, like, knowledgeable and skillful with their delivery. And so it's both. Like, he's got both of those things happening for him. So that's my number five. Number five. Busta is a great Busta. number five. Yep. A great number five. It ain't five. safe no more. I eat. <laughs> Man. This, this, this stuff gets hard. Okay, yeah. so I know I got some that I got to keep. Oh, this is getting tough. Can I, can I... Can I Kugler? <laughs> oh, God, here we go. He's gonna, well, since that podcast is in a hiatus, I guess you can Kugler it. Okay, so I'm not going to Kugler. I'm not going to Kugler. Someone's going to make an honorable... Okay. All right. Here's By the way, so Kuglering, if you ever listen to the Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period, podcast, uh, Ryan Kugler, when he was naming his favorite Denzel movies, had like five three-way ties in his top five and so that allowed him to talk about like 15 movies you know in his quote-unquote top five so uh all right i'm, I'm not gonna kugler all I'm gonna right, keep all right it straight right, i'm gonna go to number four although this is a hard to put it at number four because he could be justified being lower on the list but I got to give it to my man, KRS-One. All right. From the Boogie Down Productions. Boogie Down Productions. KRS-One, you know, I think... Storyteller. For me, as a young black man, when I saw KRS-One for the first time, and he was talking about black history and what it meant to be proud black people, that hit my soul. And it transformed my life. I was like, let me get an M-Mom. I need an Africa medallion. I need, I need, I need to rock I goes, this stuff. I, I, yeah, he, he kept some clothes. He back kept in the day some too. clothes, you know. Yeah. And today, Karis won. I saw go. Um, I was listening to this podcast or Quest Love Supreme. And Quest Love had Chris Rock on, and he does this impression. I guess. Uh, um, Eddie Murphy does an impression of KRS One, and he's like, "My raps will destroy you," <laughs> right? So, yes, yes. And yes. Then, like, I just picture Eddie Murphy doing this, and Chris Rock dying every time he hears it. But you know, like the first track that I thought of, "You Must Learn," right, yeah. is a classic track, and I think goes back to this Black History stuff and why I love KRS One. He says, 
Just like I told you, you must learn. It's calm yet wild. The style that I speak, just filled with facts. And you will never get weak in the heart. In fact, you'll start to illuminate knowledge to others in a song. Let me demonstrate the force of knowledge. Knowledge reigns supreme. The ignorant is ripped to smithereens. <laughs> what do you mean you say I'm rebellious? Because I don't accept everything that you're telling us? Mm. Mm. <laughs> he like... Man, you know when you when you listen to like you go like to love's gonna get you right. Yeah. The lines in that, money's flowing, everything is fine. Got myself an Uzi. My brother got a, my brother and nine. Business is booming. Everything is cool. I pull about a G a week. F school. A week, <laughs> a year goes by, and I begin to grow, not in height, but in juice and cash and flow. I pick up my feet and begin to watch TV because now I got. Other people working for me. I got 55-inch television, you know. And every once in a while, I hear just say no. On the other commercials, on the other commercial I love is when they say, this is your brain on drugs. Man. I mean, he just gives this. He, well, it's just like first-person narrative of the things that, that definitely... Um, impacted our lives, right? right. And in, impacted the lives of, of kids of color in, in that time, you know? It's like first person, which is really relatable. And he's sitting there, love's gonna get you, right? Your love for all of this stuff. Yeah. For this material stuff. That's kind of like this, yeah, that's that transcendent sort of, like, you know, um, and I have him elsewhere. Yeah, but, that's uh, I figured. But, but, but like hold, and we'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, again, yeah. he comes back to this... Um, this thing that really like it's you know it, it's his way of kind of naming white supremacist capitalist patriarchy that's right, right? Um, and that's a theme through a lot of his work that's right except for the temple of hip hop that was weird that's weird that's weird he always does he always does some stuff but I mean like... I think also when you have you know the the best teachers are kind of on the cutting edge right and they're trying to do new things and they're trying to process instruction through different means. So why not gospel rap? I mean, that was something that he yeah. was trying to really like yeah. promote. Um, he he ended up coming down from there and uh, doing something else. But yeah, but, you I know, can go with that. I, I, love, I don't know about him in number four. That's what I said. It's yeah. tough, but I got some other MCs who really hit home to yeah. me. But you know, he's, well, I'm a, I'm he's a, a tough one. I'm gonna give you my number four, but I can't do any lyrics because okay. they're all inappropriate. There we go. Uh, my number four is Cube. <laughs> Cube. My number four is Cube, Cube. Because again, you like so the thing I relate to the most in Cube's music, like when you take a step when you step back from NWA's like the the songs themselves and you step back and look at the larger social, political, economic context in which they were creating music, it's actually really tragic and really sad, right? So like it was a good day is a is a, is a classic, and like I hear people who didn't grow up with that reality kind of yeah, laugh yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah, well, they just think it's didn't a, even have to use, use my AK. AK. It's like uh, that no, was real talk. that's actually you know not a jacker in sight, you know. Um, and I, 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 and I, I think the cops aren't behind me. Yeah, but I, you know. And I think there's that reality that a lot of people of color experience that when you have a good day, it's weird, like. It's just kind of like, and and I don't know if this is racialized or just the fact that we live in in hard times right now. But when when you can, how many times do you get home and you're like, today was a good day, 
Like uh, it's, I, it's, I mean, you probably say that all the time because you're you're really positive. Nah, nah, I, I'm like, it was a, I, my quote and always my wife asked me is it was a day it was done yeah we, it was done a day it's I got done through it you know we got through it and so I th- and, and I and I think and I think the other thing too as a teacher of color I mean how many times have we had to get up in front of our students and really just project authority and project that we know what we're doing and project confidence and I think like. And I think Cube's narrative style belies the insecurity of urban men of color. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And so and so when he gets out there and he's like, "Yeah, last night messed around and got a triple double." It's like, yeah, but you didn't mention that you were in a violent neighborhood, probably looking over your shoulder Shoulders, the entire time. All the other challenges you know, that, it that wasn't. you have. So it's like so I so I think that Cube shows me that. You gotta fake it till you make it. Sometimes you just get up and confidence. You, the confidence, yeah. Goes a you long just gotta way. be carried with that. So and how um, you see yourself, I think Cube is a dope MC. Cube's number four. Cube's number four. It just that takes me back. I remember, you know, again going back to we just can't kid, say a lot of his lyrics, but and hearing <laughs> his words, man, yeah. Ice Cube. A real bright dude. Yeah. Real bright dude. And now he's doing comedies. Hey, hey, he getting that money. <laughs> he getting that getting money. Getting that money. Getting that money. All right, what's your number three? See, this is where it gets controversial. Number three. All right, I got to go to my boy. Where is he? Oh, my gosh. I think. I, I thought I had him, so I'm going to say him. It's Talib Kweli. It's my man, Talib I mean, Kweli. So, Talib is great. Talib. Some would say that might be a slightly high ranking, but. Uh, I'm, I'm going to rank Talib there. Um, I you, speak at schools a lot because because they say I'm intelligent. Not nah, because no, I'm dope. dope if I was whack, that could I'd be, be irrelevant. irrelevant. <laughs> yes, good bad dope lines, right? And I think of um, you know, I think of like songs like the Beautiful Struggle. Yeah. I think about songs like um, um, the Hostile Gospel. I think of songs. You know, I feel like around my way. Around my way. I feel like you hear that Black song. Black Girl Pain. Black Girl Pain. You go through that, you know. And right now, the song that I picked that always stands out to me is Knowledge of Self-Determination. Oh, okay, so, so it's got... So you uh, kind of double dip it yeah, a little double bit. Dip. I did yeah. do a little Kugler, but I'm yeah. on a Quali verse, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, this song, if you haven't heard it, Knowledge of Self-Determination... The most important time in history is now, now the, the present. present, so count your blessings, because time can't, can't define, me- define the, the essence. essence, but you stressing over time, and you follow the Roman, Roman calendar. calendar, these people in the cloning like Gattaca. Gattaca, you can bet they try to lock you down like Attica, Gattaca. the African diaspora Gattaca. represents strengths and yep. numbers, a giant can't slumber forever, Yeah, I know you gotta get that cheddar, whatever, whatever. Money, get it together. Um, that that's the same one where is it? Uh, let me, let me look so I don't make a fool of myself. No, this is so it's a different one. Uh, no, yeah, that's. I mean, but it, it's he great. just the goes, goddess clashing like Titans. Titans is not exciting. Yeah. No question, being a yeah. black man is, is the man, man in the, the fires in my eyes, eyes and the, the flames need fanning. Yep. There's that one. So so the other one I think of is the call and response that they do. On um, respiration, I think. Oh yeah, where yeah. not strong, only aggressive, right. not free. We only license, not compassionate. That verse right there. Yeah. Most, most of the lines that he says in that yeah. chorus. Not good, but well behaved. Yep. Chasing after death, so, <laughs> so we, we can, can call, call ourselves, ourselves brave. brave. Still living like, like mental, mental slaves. slaves. Thieves in the night. That I got the wrong one. I'd like in thieves the night. in the night. Yeah. Light. So to, I, li- I like Talib Kweli. He's an honorable mention for me. Um, Simply because I just think that the you know there are others that I you would, put high, but I, but I rock with but Talib Kweli is uh, he he's great and uh, and and he kind of keeps it pure like I think 
I think where Mose will sometimes experiment with expression and with with themes, he kind of finds himself in some difficult situations <laughs> culturally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just don't look up his stuff on on his opinions on gays and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, Where Quali where, where tends to, he's more of that kind of that revolutionary purity that's like, well, if you're ma- marginalized, I'm on your side. You know, it's yeah. pretty straight up for him. Um, and he's serious. Like, he's well, got... Oh, and then one of my favorite lines, I gotta always say, they call me the political rapper. Uh, even yeah. though I tell them I don't mess with politics, I'm awesome. Uh, yeah. uh, KRS-One, Ice, Ice Cube, Chris Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> Main source, yeah. De La Soul, so bumping two apocalypse now. now. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's happy to hear us like trying to like rap on this uh, on this track right here. I'm We're dropping six, bars, man. The six, bars. The sixth graders love my bars. Yeah, they love your bars. Oh, no. Yeah, mine, I... mine always want me to freestyle, but I always have to tell them like you can't just freestyle because everything comes out and <laughs> it's like a whole other thing. All right, so so that was your number three. That's number three. My number three is Queen Latifah. Ooh, the queen. And you know, uh, Queen La- Queen Latifah. I think she like her. The way she just kind of, you know, exploded onto the scene yeah. without any apology or any pretense, like, I think it was not only a great example to young women of color, but just young people of color. Like, right. I think that, you know, her standing up and saying, yo, you, you, you know, you put your hands on me and I'll knock you out. That's right. Like... That means something. And I think in order to... I don't know, maybe this says a lot about what my teaching year has been like this year, but I think in order to be successful, you have to show kids that you're willing to fight for them. And sometimes it means you're willing to fight them for them. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. You know? That's right. And, uh, and so I they think... They don't even get that. Yeah, and, and Queen, like, that kind of intensity, like, you do not question, you do not, like... <laughs> you don't, you don't, like, sort of... She's got no chill, as they say. Yeah. But I think that that she's just like hip hop royalty. Royalty. So and, and whenever I hear her music and see her, I just yeah. feel the power. Yep. Of what what you know and and like I said, growing up at that time, and I don't know if kids kind of recognize. You had never seen someone come out like Queen Latifah no. before. You had never seen nope. a black woman nope. come off well, like that. Well, and act like you belong there. And I think that a lot of times, I think we forget how, the extent to which she defined the Native Tongues movement. That's right. She was not just part of the Native Tongues movement. Like, I think you can see a scenario where, okay, without Jungle Brothers or without Main Source or without, you know, uh, without Dela or... Mm. I mean, Tribe a little Tribe, less but, so. But, yeah. but without Queen Latifah, I don't think you have a Native Tongues movement and uh, and the crowns that she would wear. Like, who's got the nerve to get on a on a rap video dressed like the ladies going to church? <laughs> I mean, it, it's impressive. I remember there was one video, I can't even remember... Uh, I think it was Ladies First, where they, like, her and MC Light are sitting there, like, oh, in the yeah, room, yeah, and they're, like, yeah. wiping stuff off. Yep. The I'm like, yep. oh, my gosh. Yep. MC Light, oh, man, she's you know, great. You just think about all that stuff, and, and uh, like, Queen Latifah is truly... Poetic intensity, a teacher, for sure. Truly a teacher. Professor yeah. MC. All right, so that's... Queen Professor So we're, get, we're getting into it. She was on my honorable mentions. She honorable mentions, honorable all right. Mentions, UNITY, I mean, I, th- I, show, I showed UNITY the video to... Um, to my uh, my ethnic studies class. It's funny. I showed and, it in gender studies, <laughs> and it and it and it, and it hit them, and the, like especially the young black women in the class were mm-hmm. like, "Yes, that's the voice." I think I have a good young queen in my class yeah. too. I'll have to share that's that with it. you off that's mic. It. All right, number that's two. Number this two. is where it gets hard. Number two. Oh, see, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch it up because oh, I, okay. I gotta stay. True, because there is some trueness to this all. Like, okay. you'll see when you get to number one. Oh, okay. Number two is a group 
It's not a Professor MC. Okay, all right. It's Stickman and M1, the Dead, dead Prez. Yeah, okay. That, to me, um, again, like I have these flashpoints, right? Where yeah. the, I had music that came to me, and I was like, that was incredible. And yep. Dead Prez is a group that I think blows me away. Yep. And, you know, Stickman and uh, M1... When I first heard uh, the first record, Let's Get Free, yep. I remember seeing the first, it's bigger than hip-hop. Yeah. It's bigger than hip-hop. Yep. You know, and I'm always stuck with that line, do you want a Lexus of justice, a ring of some substance, a necklace, your freedom, or a beamer, or freedom? Man. Yeah. I was like, whoa. And then, you know, as a teacher, and I was trying to think, and I was looking back, this record came out in like 2000. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, before I became a teacher, I heard They Schools. And I was like, mm. that song yeah, is a song yeah, that I'm going to yeah. carry yeah, with me they schools. throughout my teaching career. Yeah. And it's like my touchstone, right? And just if you haven't heard the song, I'll just give you um, a couple verses. It's right. got some offensive language. A little bit of offensive language. Because they're expressing their experiences. But we also school. don't cuss on this podcast. We don't cuss, as you guys have seen. <laughs> He says, I went to school with some redneck crackers right around the time third base dropped the Cactus <laughs> album. But I was reading Malcolm. I changed my name in 89, cleaning my parts, my, cleaning parts of my brain like a baby nine. I took a, a history class serious front row every day of the week third period, effing with the teacher's head, calling him racist. I tried to show them crackers some light. They couldn't face it. I got my diploma from a school called Rickards, full of teenage mothers and drug dealing in words. Mm. In the hallways, the popo was always present. I feel like this song sounds like our podcast at times. Yep. Searching through Niz possessions, looking for dope and weapons, get your lessons. That's what my mom kept stressing. I tried to pay attention, but the classes wasn't in- interesting. They seemed to only glorify Europeans, claiming Africans were only three-fifths of human beings. They I mean, schools can't teach us <laughs> none. None. <laughs> right? And, uh, to me, it was, and I love, because they were so young. Yeah. And, but they came with this fury, this wisdom, yeah. and then as they've evolved, and I don't want to quote too much from them because I want y'all to listen, but to me, uh, their last record, Information Age, they were on some whole other stuff. And the song that hits me is this song, No Way Is The Way. And he says, yeah, I used to go to church, but the church didn't quench my thirst. Mama taught me to put God first, but she never told me to block my search. I was curious, young, but serious. Why is religion so mysterious? Why is black life so hard? They say you're supposed to not question God. Well, is it okay to question the pastor? Was it passed down from the slave master? I. It was only the truth I was after, but I never could get a straight answer. So I... I couldn't be late to the sermon. I put down the Bible. Then I started learning mm. about life. Didn't know where the path would lead, but I had to get off my knees. Man, like I, remember, I'm right? just like when I listen to those songs, I'm like, wow. Did yeah. you talk about critical thought? Seeing it and and to me, Dead Prez is just this group that flies under the radar, you know, yeah. uh, kind of. And I, I mention them to people, and they're like, yeah, I like that press. But I'm like, yeah. do you really no, but it's listen? Like, and, and they've really, like, for, uh, I mean, you know, at the risk of sounding cliche, they really mm-hmm. do keep it real, right? They do like, keep it real. Because I think that 
they definitely had the opportunity to you know line their pockets and and you they, know and and they've they've maintained this kind of revolutionary idealism through their music yeah uh, that's good stuff for sure. So I I screwed up. So I'm gonna have to Googler this. Otherwise, oh no, be, he's Googler. It's gonna be dis- knew, it's gonna be disgraceful. All right, otherwise. I knew I knew them. All right, so I actually have I actually have a two way tie. Okay, I don't know how I did this. Yes. I, can't, I can't count this time of year. So I have a two. I have a tie for number two, and that's gonna be Karis One. Yes, and Chuck D. Oh my. Okay. So so Karis One again, like it, it's it, the 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 sort of. The spot-on construction of a narrative, right? So the song I think of with KRS-One is is uh, Hold, yeah, right? Yeah. Thinking real hard about some money I can hold. Mm-hmm. Everyone I know is deep in the hold. hold. A steady-paying job is too hard for me to hold. I call around for work, but they're putting me on hold. Um, and so he so he paints this picture of, of poverty and of struggle um, that everyone's living in. and um, But he does it in this wonderfully like poetic kind of way. And um, and then he ends with a lesson, right? You know, your wants and your needs. That's, you know, that's right. That's put right. them away and that kind of thing. And, and you know, he's he's kind of this like this uh, master wizard of like <laughs> of like taking insight, you on a journey and, you know? and making you reflect on your own life. Yeah, and and it's at the same time you feel solidarity and judgment at the same time, where it's kind of like we've been through this, but you can't be a victim. And, uh, and it's just a really interesting thing. So, so I think that, um, and for reasons, I mean, you, you already went into Karras one a little bit, but, um, but for, for, for that reason, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of like that prophet, right. Yeah. Who's telling these stories and saying this, these are the things that are coming to pass in our communities and here's why. And then Chuck D, um, I'll, you know what one of my favorite Chuck D albums is yeah. that he got game soundtrack. Yes. Um, when they when they do the uh, the uh, the one where uh, it's it's the opening track is one from the Stephen Sills song yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah you know and uh, I don't freestyle much but I write them like such yeah yeah and he's another one that you know Black Steel in the in the Hour of Chaos is another one um, you know really kind of teaching a different sort of relationship to authority you know and. Um, it shaped it shaped how I carry myself as a black man. Yeah, his, his stuff shaped who how I carry myself, and I remember seeing Public Enemy and being like, "That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. I want to be like that. Yeah. I like them brothers." Well, in the in the in sort of the the embrace of of fierce resistance within institutions, and I think that's. I think that's like public, like just like what you felt when you saw Public Enemy for the first time, is like what I think some of us teachers end up needing to be. We need to be shoulder to shoulder in the resistance um, as our kids face institutional inequities yeah. and and judgment and you know and obstacles and barriers. And so it's almost like they, like just like we needed someone to just blatantly challenge the powers that be you know that like like chuck like yeah you know and then and then when he changed his name to mr chuck yeah and then uh, started the fine arts militia i mean this dude just likes coming up with names he does you know but i think He's so dope but you see him like like he he was he featured prominently in the documentary hip-hop beyond beats yep, and rhymes yep. and had a lot of powerful things to say um and and to and to also like so because the other thing about the other thing about Public Enemy that that I appreciate. And I think and I think I like Kendrick Lamar, but I think I think Kendrick often um, often sort of like panders to his audience, uh-huh. where he tells the audience exactly what he knows will resonate. Yeah, them, but yeah. but he doesn't push him right. Mm-hmm. And Chuck will, 
yeah, he'll say fight the power that be and he'll talk about, you know, and he talks about hip hop as black people CNN, right? That's right. But he will also stand up for, he'll stand up against homophobia. That's right. And he'll stand up against misogyny. He'll stand up against sexual violence. And and I think that's the key. That's the difference between just like an MC who has some skills and Mm -hmm. who can, who can move the crowd. Um, Oh, that's the other thing we didn't talk about. Talib Kweli's manifesto. Oh, great. From Lyricist Lounge. Great stuff. Where he says the power to move the crowd like Moses split the sea. Like, so it's one of those. And, and, and then point nine, I think in the manifesto is like, look, if, if you're rapping about nothing, then your rhymes is garbage, garbage, you know? And so, and Chuck knows the platform that he has. He knows, look, I can get up here and I'm going to tell these stories that are going to resonate, but I'm also going to make you think about the ways in which you marginalize your own. That's right. And, That's you right. know, hey, I mean, hey, here we are. He was two- just as critical of the community yep. as he was of white folks, yep. right? right? Yep. And, and, and the establishment. And, and I think the great teachers, the professors, are the ones that can get up there and say, I recognize that I have a good relationship with you. I recognize that you like me because we have a lot of things in common. Now I'm going to push you on now some I'm stuff. Now I'm going to push you. Now I'm going to speak up against patriarchy because like some of you young men may not want me to do that, but but maybe you're going to hear it more from me than you'll hear from others. That's so, right. so that's the thing I love about Chuck. Um Definitely. Yeah. Dope, All right. Number two. two. Even though oh, you're wait, are you cooler, did you just do number I'm two? at number one. You're yeah. number one. Oh man. Oh, I got a drum roll. But, but you led into my number one perfectly. Oh. My number one, Professor MC. My man Chuck D. Chuck D. Chuck, Chuck D. D. I mean, Chuck you just D. said it. You just said it, right? All like sums it up. Um, <laughs> you know, and and again, I think about Professor MC. I'd be happy just as much listening to Chuck D. Speak to me than rap. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. listen to his thoughts and perspectives on all the issues that go on in our world. Right. And I felt like, you know, he is one of these voice of the voiceless, hope yeah. of the hopeless. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think Chuck has always carried in him, himself that way. And he was never afraid of the repercussions. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and to be in a group called Public Enemy. Public Enemy. To, with the crosshairs. With and, the, and put themselves and in. And anyone who's kicking it with Flav. And rock with the SW1s. <laughs> and, and, and The bomb squad. The bomb squad. <laughs> and to put yourself out there so, you know, and, and the only way I can connect is when, when in the 60s, when Brothers first saw Black Panthers. Yeah. Like, it, I, it, to me, it had that same effect that this is a dude. That's true, too, because you think about, like, like a, 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 a particular type of brown-skinned masculinity that like not not you know you know what I'm saying yeah like, yeah it was about wisdom it was like yeah. I'm a man yep. because a I know how the system works yeah b because I carry myself with that respect that pride that dignity and I support my community that yep. way I'm I'm about it all the way through yep. to the end yeah and uh, I'm never gonna leave it it's yep. always gonna be the fact that he still rocks with Flav right. I mean, he's like that's con- yeah. that's the hood. Yeah, that's who I'm connected yeah. with. These, but he also people. recognizes the value of Flav, right? F- yeah, like, he says know. that Flav is one of the greatest hype men in the history of hip hop. Yeah, boy. And I will tell you, uh, low key on a on a uh, honorable mention, nine one one is a joke. Yeah, <laughs> might be one of those most powerful songs that you heard because yeah. it was true. Yeah, when you heard that nine one one is a joke, you were like millions of people from related from, all over from urban areas all over the country. Like, we're like, oh yeah, my it god, it, yeah, is. it is. I remember I called about my auntie and she died. Right, Man. but um, it's it's so real and so 
I figured, you know, I've been quoting lyrics, so <laughs> I got my lyrics. I did, I did my homework. I mean, you're you're really outperforming I'm, me. I'm here. one of those like... kids. If if I did my homework, <laughs> yo, you got to really, you got to recognize. I recognize. Like, I, I recognize. did my homework. Yeah. I'm answering every <laughs> question. I don't know about question. the rest of y'all. <laughs> They're like, Man, I Kevin, did the Kevin, reading. Kevin sure has a lot to say. He's in class lot, today. I did my homework today, baby. <laughs> but he goes All right, on. Let's hear. Let's hear. He goes on. And I'm going to start, I'm not going to go at the beginning, but we'll start in the middle. As the rhythm designed to bounce, what counts is that the rhyme's designed to fill your mind. Now that you've realized pride's arrived, we got to pump the stuff to make us tough from the heart. It's a start, a work of art to revolutionize, make a change, nothing strange. People, people, we are the same. No, we're not the same because we don't know the game. Mm. What we need is awareness. We can get careless. <laughs> you say, what is this? My beloved, let's get down to business. Mental self-defensive. Fitness. Yo, bum rush the show. Bum rush the show. You got to go for what you know. Make everybody see in order to fight the powers that be. Indeed. Let me hear you say, fight, fight the, the power. power. <laughs> fight the powers that be. Man, we should be ending on that note. <laughs> or not, because I still got, got my number one. You got your number one. I want to hear So, it. like, I mean, I, th I think part of, the, part of the theme for me is which of these MCs makes me feel empowered as yes. a teacher, as, yes. a, as a male yes. teacher of yeah. color. Yep. My number one is the master, Rakim. <sighs> Who didn't yes. even crack your top five. Rakim didn't crack my top five. So Rakim didn't. So Rakim, so I'm, I'm going to read you some lyrics Let's off hear. of I Know Joke. Yes, yes, right? powerful one. I Know Joke. I used, I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm done and make sure it's broke. When I'm gone, I wrote this song because I, I won't let nobody press up and mess up to scene I set. Uh, I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder, damn, but think about it and then you'll understand. I'm just an addict addicted to music. Maybe it's a habit. I got to use it. Even if it's jazz or the quiet storm, I, I hook a beat up, convert it to hip hop form. Write a rhyme and graffiti in every show you see. Deep concentration, because I'm no comedian. Jokers are wild if you want to be tame. Uh, I treat you like a child, then you're going to be named. Another enemy, not even a friend of me, because you'll get fried it, and in the end if you pretend to be. So, like, so Rakim... So the first thing about this, Rakim, like, I don't think there's a rapper that knows his history like Rakim. Uh -huh. And so he talks about, like, this is all black music. Yep. And so I'm going to pull in quiet storm, I'm going to pull in jazz, yep. I'm going to pull in, pull in funk. Um, I, I actually, uh, this reminds me of a Talib Kweli show I went to yeah. where, uh, where, where Kweli freestyled over that, um, that Eurythmic song. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but, but Rakim had that historical perspective of the work that he did and he is no joke. Dude is not funny. <laughs> he's no, not, he's the most serious you know, rapper out there. In the, in the lion's den, I hear the cries of dying men who lie in sin. It's just like... It's an it's a uh, it's an indictment of how we're living our lives, um, and he's the kind of instructor that comes in. Like he makes me think of the Lawrence Fishburne character in Higher Learning. Learning. Like he just comes in and and, and like when when um, 
when I first started teaching, I had people tell me that, that they thought I was too serious about, about the work and yep. too serious yep. in my approach. Yep. And I think a lot of it had to do with that. And I was young, too. So it had to do with this feeling that, that teaching, teaching and learning is a matter of life and death. And um, and Rakim treats his art as if uh, it is a matter of life a, and death. Uh, those rhymes and are important to him. I have to I have to just stop what I'm doing and, and listen. And, and it was interesting because his evolution has been super powerful as well. Like you listen listen to him stuff, um, and he always had that poetic intensity, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, back when he was with Eric B. But Eric B. as president is a, is a funny song. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But Rakim was always that, and then you see him gradually. Go, so by the time he drops. Um, the master and then mm-hmm. the eighteenth letter mm-hmm. and um, and that kind of stuff. Um, you blown up. He uh, he's he's become kind of this big deal. That's my wife calling. <laughs> She's wondering where I am. Uh, we've been here for a good minute. Yeah, but so for that reason, Rakim is Rakim is my number one. It's a dope list. It's a dope list. It's a dope list. So you should get at us. Hit at a hit at us uh, from from Twitter on Instagram on Facebook on the new Snapchat on the new Snapchat. <laughs> we'll let you know when that's Dang, up. I got to get that going. Um, and uh, yeah. let us know who your professor MCs yeah, are. I think we'd love so. We're to at know. Two Dope Teachers on Twitter at Two Dope Teachers on Instagram. Find us. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you really want to help us out, um, give us a little review on iTunes. If you yeah. uh, if you like what you're hearing, that helps other people find our work. We're already the first uh, result when you type in Two Dope. Um, there we go. So that's kind of cool. Moving up, or moving <laughs> we're up. the only ones that do it that way. I'm sure there's someone else who's. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah we got we, right, we, we right, got we got we got the two dope queen. Let's just say we're moving up. We're, we're moving, moving up. up. We're moving up. We I like mean, the Jeffersons. I think. <laughs> you like that? Oh, we you are like, like the Jeffersons. We, like the, we, we are like the Jeffersons. Who's Wheezy? <laughs> I, you know, I was gonna ask that same question. We're, we're gonna leave that right there. So what you got going on the next couple of weeks, man? Uh, you know, just getting to the end. Getting yeah. to the end is the name of the game. Uh, you know, that's it. I, my kids are going to finish up their challenge-based learning projects. <laughs> They're going to do on. big stuff. <laughs> we haven't been working all this time. I had a student teacher oh, yeah. who taught his unit. Taught his unit? So, but he, taught his he unit, went getting, through, that, getting that experience. Getting more teachers in the game. I feel like my student We're in hiring out. season, so uh, just a shout-out, PSA. Uh, join your PC if you are a teacher of color or support teachers of color and make sure, personnel committee, that you are getting yes. the giving candidates a chance, yes. right? We're not saying hire teachers of color just because they're there, but give them a chance. I mean, I'm, I'm help, saying that a little bit. Help them get in the door because but, nine um, times out of ten, they're going to impress you. <laughs> right. All right. You get you blowing up. Yep. Your wife is texting you. She's, so, she's uh, trying to find out where I am. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to finish It's good strong. when they're still looking gonna, for you. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'd be worse if she wasn't. Um, so we're going to we're gonna leave it there, um, but uh, but definitely get at us, and we'll we'll be at you with a uh, with a, uh, um, a schedule for the summer. Yeah, we're going to try to figure out some stuff. Are. Got a lot of ideas for, uh, for summer. Yeah, but, we got um, some ideas for shows. But absolutely. But, uh, but thanks for joining us today. Thank you for working with us through this long episode. Uh, we hope to talk to you sooner rather than later. And as always, stay, stay dope. dope.